you are watching and listening to Fat Bidin Knows Everything. I'm Zan Nazli and uh, it's called Fat Bidin Knows Everything because I do know everything. Now this week I want to talk about uh, the protest that this guy by the name of Wong Yan Ke uh, did when it was his convocation uh, at UM. He's a engineering student, he graduated and I think we all heard the story. Um, he during his convocation he went up to collect his scroll uh, he after he collected his scroll on stage he put up a sign saying uh, what he said something like uh, tolak racism dan uh, undo VC he was protesting the VC the vice chancellor of UN, of UM uh, for apparently being a part of the Malay Dignity Congress uh, and saying that uh, he, he and the university failed to uphold religious tolerance and uh, racial tolerance uh, and actually, uh, I guess, giving a bad reputation to the university. Lah. So he was, he was um, protesting racism and he protested against how the universities were all being a part of the Malay Dignity Congress. Uh, and I think it was a valid protest. Uh, it became a big thing because the university eventually decided not to release his uh, uh, transcript, his graduation transcript to him. And they made a police report, right? Saying that he disrupted the convocation and that he is trying to bring down the reputation of University of Malaya. And Wong was actually interrogated by the police more than an hour, right? And they said that this was not a place for a protest, it was not a place for a demonstration, and that was why he was wrong. Now, here's the thing. They, then, the press, asked Mahade, our Prime Minister, Tun Mahade, for his comments on this. And what he said was that, Wong needed to respect the situation, and that, that that was the wrong place for him to actually conduct a protest and he said that a protest demonstration needs to happen at the right place and at the right time and the UM convocation was not the right time I have to disagree with this I think this is so wrong because a protest and a demonstration is supposed to create disruption and it is supposed to be done at a time when it will create that disruption that is democracy right and come on for Mahadev, the Prime Minister to say that don't you remember that just a few years ago he was part of one of the biggest disruption protests ever, Bursay, right? And that was fine, right? None. I didn't hear any cabinet ministers or big national leaders ever coming up to, to actually support this Wong guy for protesting. And come on, a lot of these cabinet ministers I have seen with my own two eyes and recorded with my camera as well of them being part of big disruptive protests. Uh, I have them on camera screaming into like hailers asking people to protest. I've seen them get sprayed by water jets by the FRU. I've seen them get tear gas. I've even seen them being arrested and manhandled. And now they're not going to protect a boy, a young man, a university graduate who is trying to practice his freedom of speech. Hypocritical, right? So anyway, 
I wrote about this in my Malaysia kidney column last Friday. And how I wrote about it is I compared two different scenarios. You've got this one younger guy who was practicing democracy, practicing his freedom of speech, protested during his convocation. Oh, interrogation. Oh, police report. Transcript not released by UM. Well, actually, UM just released his, did finally release his transcript. Huh? But anyway, huh? and you know, see, this is how he gets, gets treated. But then, another scenario is, do you guys remember a few years ago, Noor Fitri Azmi Nordin, Imperial College, student from Malaysia. He was 23 years old at that time, studying mathematics, if I'm not mistaken. He was under the Mahara Scholarship. He was arrested by the British police and authorities because he had more than 30,000 videos and photos of child pornography. <coughs> he was charged, convicted, sentenced to jail, and then he was, you know, he was extradited back to Malaysia, and now, reportedly, he's studying in UKL, getting his PhD. And what did the government say about him? They said, oh, can get a second chance. Never mind. Here's a convicted sex offender gets a second chance. No problem. No noise. Right? But then here's one guy protested. Non-violent. Non-violent at all. Totally non-violent. Yet, kena kecang. I think that's not right. Lah. Right? Now, when I wrote this article, I wrote this in my column last Friday, it got a bit of attention. I guess you could say it went viral. Everybody started talking about it. It was crazy on social media. A lot of comments. It was even picked up by the Chinese press. Yep. And you know something big when it goes viral when the Chinese press picked it up, right? Now, the funny thing is that everybody, when they started reading my article, everybody started making it racial. I did not mention race at all in my column. It was a non-issue in what in my writing, right? It's about this issue. Yeah, sure. Wong's a Chinese guy. Sure, no fifty Azmi is a Malay guy. People started making comparisons, saying that, oh yeah, this is a Malay guy, no problem. Chinese guy cannot. Right? But I never made it an issue. If it was a Malay guy who protested during his convocation, I would write the same thing and I would be <coughs> I would be supporting it as well. I think it would be his right to freedom of speech, right? And if it was a Chinese or Indian guy who was a pedophile, same thing, right? But, but that's the thing, see, you can't really blame Malaysians. All the comments were like that. Why do you think the Chinese press picked it up? Because it was a Chinese guy, right? Huh? Can't they just see it as a Malaysian trying to protest and then have his freedom of speech curb? Say not, huh? This proves my point. One of my earlier episodes of Fat Billion Knows Everything, I talked about how racism would stain everything in Malaysia. This is a perfect example. <coughs> Come on. When we talk about different areas in Malaysia, also we start thinking about race. Right? I like to joke that, like, oh, when I drive in Klang, I'm very scared because there are a lot of Indian gangsters there, so I lock my door. It's a joke, right? But hey, everybody understands it. When we go through Jinjiang, oh my god, be careful, be careful, the Chinese will come for you to death. It's a joke, right? But hey, we associate all these areas with it. Uh, we go to Kampong Baru, don't generate babi because if not, it's not halal and you will burn in hell. Uh, you know, it's things like that lah. So, we are already so, it's so ingrained in us lah, in Malaysia, that every problem, every issue, we always relate it to race. We really can't blame Malaysians because that's how the system has always been for ever since, I guess, independence lah. Uh, and we're supposed to change that. But are we really changing it? 
Aren't the authorities actually addressing race thing? Mm. Oh, shit. I'm tired of talking about it. Uh. I need to find tissue. I need to find tissue. Right? I already said it in the previous episode. You can watch the episode. I speak, I speak about it in more detail. Uh, saying that if you want to, uh, you know, move forward as a nation, we need to address the race and religion thing first. Because everything else is tainted by it. And I still believe by it. Uh. See, even stupid things like this also, we're going to be so racial about it. Oh. What? And the thing is, the politicians that we voted in today, they were supposed to address this. They promised us that they would address it. Right? That's why we voted the old Barisa National Administration out. But I have to say that the current administration now, they were supposed to fight for our rights and because we voted for them, they're not doing that now. So, I'm get very angry. Right? I'm get very angry. Are you going to take notice? Are they going to take notice? Because if they don't take notice, I have to say, uh, we need to find an alternative. Uh. Once the next election comes, we need to find an alternative. Or if not, right now, between now and the next election, we need to let them know, uh, please, come on, do something. Uh. We're just letting them, you know, play the same game that the old administration have been playing. You make a little bit of noise here and there, but the noise is not loud enough. And then you have, you know, like the Prime Minister coming out and saying things like, very hypocritical and all that and all these other cabinet ministers keeping quiet cannot lah I think just cannot right yeah. let me know what you think um, if you, you agree with what I'm saying please let me know in the comment section thumbs up this video share it please make it as viral as my article went viral uh, and get many, as many people on our side lah of wanting to tell the government that we need to address this race and religion issue in Malaysia okay? This thing has to go first. Um, I guess I'm obliged to also say, right? Subscribe to this YouTube channel and follow us on all our social media platforms at FatBillion or go to FatBillion.com to get everything. Alright? Okay. Mm. I've got three kids, one wife, and me to support. So, you've got to like, you know, help fund my life. So, you actually can go to the FatBillion e-store right i'm gonna link it below i'm gonna link it below right and you can get actually like fat billion merchandise right and most of it are well, actually books are. i used to sell dvds and films and all that but hey everything's available on youtube now so now if you want to get fat billion merchandise it's mostly books so i've got books here i've got books here see 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 like this book this is called uh the adventures of a Kerala in afghanistan it's a graphic novel see see graphic novel which i uh, wrote uh, and illustrated with my with my buddy Apan, right? Uh, it's a non-fiction one. It's about my time in Afghanistan shooting a documentary for a month uh, when I was there. See, see, I'm a war journalist, right? So it's a really good book, right? Uh, I've got this non-fiction novel. It's called Operation Nasi Krabu, Finding Patani in an Islamic Insurgency. This book I wrote because I spent like a, I spent some time in Southern Thailand where there's a war there. You all know there's a war there, right? In Patani, right? I shot a documentary there which was banned for broadcast. But hey, they allowed me to publish a book. And if you get the book, there is a QR code at the back, right? There's a QR code at the back which allows you to watch it for free online. Oh, where's the QR code? Where's the QR code? Ah, there's the QR code, right? It's online, meaning you scan the QR code, you go to my YouTube channel. Okay, um, I've got another book. This is called Journal Dad, the Chronicles of a Journalist who happens to be a father. It's a, it's a compilation of my articles, my column when I was writing for the Malaysian Insider. It's all about like me being a journalist and raising a family at the same time. It's really funny. It's funny. It's funny. 
my best-selling book, Liberal, Malay and Malaysian, Writings of a Walking Contradiction. This is a compilation also of my uh, column in the Malaysian Insider. This one focuses more on like politics, race, uh, demonstration, democracy and religion and things like that. It's funny too. All my books are funny because I'm a funny guy, right? Yes, I am. And if you like films, I sell this book. See, I wrote this book with my buddy Wan Chun Hong. It's a guide to filmmaking, indie filmmaking. Uh, every chapter talks about one aspect of filmmaking and it, every chapter also interviews one like a uh, really prominent Malaysian filmmaker. It's really good. You can get all these books at the Fat Bidin e-store. Come on, feed my kids.